I'm Rachel Poli with Ari Meglin, and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer Podcast. We are on episode 16, and this week's question is, when should writers be present online? Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss a show. If you enjoy our episode, please give it a like. This week, we're discussing authors being present online, whether it's your blog, social media, or connecting with other writers on their own platforms. It's not enough to upload images, funny statuses, and quick updates about your work. You need to also engage with your followers, get to know them, and create a full presence so people know you're not just a bot scheduling tweets or Instagram posts. We did recently talk about authors having websites and getting themselves in front of followers and potential readers even before having any books completed or published. So that's what we are talking about today. And this is how you do this outside of an author website. You connect with people online and you have that real engagement with your followers and readers, etc. We talked a lot about why authors should have a website in a previous episode and today we'll be talking about having a presence online through social media and all that fun stuff. So with that said, let's talk about creating an online presence. One way to do that is to schedule your posts via Buffer or Hootsuite. There are other scheduling websites that you can use, but me personally, I have experience with Hootsuite and Buffer. I started off with Hootsuite and I didn't necessarily care for it, but at the time, that was the only website I had heard of. And when I did hear about Buffer, I immediately moved over to Buffer because it is so much easier to use than Hootsuite. And I think it's cheaper, but I actually haven't checked on that, so don't quote me. It might not be cheaper, but it's a lot easier to use and it's less time consuming to schedule your posts on Buffer than it is on Hootsuite. But of course you can use whatever you want and or you don't have to use anything if you don't want to, but I like having a schedule of posts. Having that schedule of posts at the ready is one less thing you need to worry about. I think a schedulers became a complete game changer for me. When I first started on social media, I came to social media late. It was like 2016 before I joined most of the platforms because I just really didn't like the idea of social media. I am not a social person, so it was kind of like hell for me at the beginning, being on all these platforms and having to be putting information up and pictures and comments and statuses. It was just too much. So finding out you could actually schedule things was just great. Now, I originally used TweetDeck when I started on Twitter. With Facebook, I used its inbuilt scheduler. And it was okay, and it did help just to take some of the pressure off when you're on social media a lot and you're having to keep things going. But then, I think it was you who told me about Buffer indirectly by mentioning it on a blog uh, on a blog post, and then I was like, "Oh, that sounds good." So I went onto that, and I also got like hooked on it because it's a really clean layout. And it was just so easy to use. And as you said, it's I think you get like a free, there's a free section where you get like six posts or something um, and three platforms you can connect. And then if you pay the next level up, you get like 10 platforms and 100 posts. And it did, it made such a big difference using a scheduler where you could connect all of your platforms together. And when you think about it, most people have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, maybe a Tumblr, maybe Pinterest. It just, it's, it's overwhelming trying to be on all these platforms and knowing that you could schedule something across all of them is just great. 
I think schedule has helped me become more social on social media. You know, it's funny you say that you just joined social media in 2016 or later because I've been on all these different social media platforms when they first came out. Because at that time, I was a teenager and I thought social media was all the rage at the time. All of my friends were doing it. I was still in high school, so everybody had a Twitter, everybody had a Facebook. So that was the thing to do and the thing to be on. And I can't necessarily say that I've enjoyed it all these years because social media is so hard. And it's one thing when you're using it as a teenager just to connect with your friends and to post funny memes back and forth to each other. I don't know if you remember Facebook used to have that poking mechanic. I heard it. I, I wasn't on Facebook when that was on. I came to Facebook later than that. Uh, okay, well, that's see, that's what I used to do on Facebook. I used to just poke all of my friends all the time. And that's what that, that's what that platform was for me. Social media is so different once you're running a business and once you're a writer because there's so much more to it. So having a schedule tool is a great idea because then you can think before you speak, basically. You can think of what posts you want to write, whether it's updates or whether it's quotes or whether you're just adding a picture of your cat. And Buffer is a great way to do that. There are so many different tools that you can use. Uh, for me personally, I use Tailwind for Pinterest. You can use Buffer for Pinterest, but I find it to be, I find Tailwind to be easier. So with that said, you can link up most of your social media platforms to one scheduling tool, such as Buffer. How many times can we say the word Buffer in this episode? Can I just point out, we are not being endorsed by Buffer. We're not sponsored by Buffer. Although if Buffer wants to sponsor us, we are happy with that. <laughs> but it does sound like, like endorse it, you know, like, hey, it's like, Buffer is the one who are, who are paying for it. They're not. They're not paying for this. We just really like the, the, the service. <laughs> yeah, we just really like Buffer. And to be honest, I can't even remember how I came across Buffer. <laughs> I think I was just trying to get rid of Hootsuite. No offense, Hootsuite. I apologize if you're if somebody working at Hootsuite happens to listen to this. <laughs> Seeing as you can have a lot of different social media platforms on one scheduling tool, I don't necessarily recommend you try to be on every single social media platform. It's hard enough to take care of your Twitter. It's hard enough to take care of your Instagram or your Facebook or your Pinterest or your TikTok or whatever else is out there. I don't even know. But trying to be in so many different places at once is really going to take a toll on your mental health and you're going to burn yourself out so fast. But whether you're on one social media platform or you're on multiple once you have all your posts scheduled, all you need to worry about is scheduling time for you to check your notifications. At the very least, try to check your notifications once a week. They'll fill up fast and it can get overwhelming when you have hundreds of comments waiting in the queue. So on the flip side, do not check your social media constantly each day. Refreshing your feed all the time can equally be overwhelming and burn you out quickly, especially if you're on multiple social media platforms. I think the point you made about being on multiple platforms is a good one because there is this sense of, well, we should be everywhere. We should just be on every platform. And I say that as someone who's on multiple platforms, but at the same time, when I am not on a hiatus and I'm actually on my social media actively, I tend to gravitate towards one main platform, which for me is Twitter. I might have a Facebook account and I might have an Instagram account. I may even post things on 
articles like multiple times a week, maybe even once a day. Whereas Twitter, I put most of my focus and I think that's important. So even if you are stretching yourself thin over a few, I think you still need to sort of focus on one main platform that's your best one to use. And what you said regarding notifications, oh my gosh, definitely be aware of having notifications on your phone as this can be a massive distraction. I do remember putting it on and it just going crazy. But then again, I, I don't like anything on my phone. I hate the fact it bleeps. I hate the fact people call me on it. Who does that? Who calls on phones these days? Oh, I hate phone calls. Seriously. It's like, that's not what it's for. I mean, I'm even getting annoyed at getting WhatsApp messages because my family are going a bit crazy and constantly sending me WhatsApp messages now they're in lockdown and it's like, we've got nothing else to do. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> Um, I like to block time for checking my notifications. Otherwise, as you said, you get so overwhelmed. And by blocking time, it also stops you vanishing down a rabbit hole of lost time. Because we've all done it. You go on, you think, I'll just spend 10 minutes checking Twitter feed. And then three hours later, you're still on Twitter. Mm -hmm. By having these kind of like small blocks, either like once, twice, three times a day, maybe even with a timer, saying right once you've got past this that's it get off it, it leaves you with a nice working structure of bigger blocks of time to actually get shit done like writing and editing and you know all the other good stuff you have to do as a writer and the way I do it is I use alarms on my phone to break up my day because that also helps me stop procrastinating online most of the time and I will get it saying like right you know it'll ring at 3 3 p.m and it'll say right have a break for you know for half an hour and that'll include getting a cup of tea and maybe checking some emails and then being online and checking my social media and then a half three alarm goes off and I start again back to work getting stuff done and it just keeps me from overdoing social media. I actually have the notifications turned off on my phone right now for Twitter because when we first started the Merry Writer game two years ago my phone wouldn't even charge even though it was plugged in it wouldn't charge. It just stayed at whatever percent it was because of the number of notifications. It was constantly going. And I turned them off. And after a little while, I turned them back on. But right now, as of recording this episode, the notifications are turned off again, just because it's, it's constant. And I'm like, I can't keep listening to the beeping. And I can't, <laughs> I can't keep having it in my face all the time. But blocking your time to check the notifications, whether you're on one social media platform or you're on multiple, I'm not saying you, you can only choose one. Just try not to be on all of them. Mm. But because I'm most active on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. I like to check my social media once or twice a day. I'll usually check it first thing in the morning and or right before bed. And I'll try to go through the last 12 hours of my notifications which sometimes works out fine because sometimes I won't get that many notifications and then other times it's I'm bombarded for some reason. But I'll try to give myself a time limit of an hour so that I can just check as much as I can within that hour. And once the hour is up, then it's like, well, okay, sorry, I'll get to those people later or unfortunately they're lost in the crowd of all the comments. At the end of the day, writers need to write. We need to edit, market, create content like blog posts or podcasts. So we can't spend all of our time on notifications. And it is so easy to get sucked into this kind of swirling vortex of just 
constantly being checking updates, checking notifications, checking DMs, responding to comments. And yeah, you are supposed to connect with your, your followers and your readers, and you are supposed to respond to people and start conversations and ask questions. But it shouldn't take up all your time. And it can. It really, really can. So that's why we do blocking time to deal with online things. And that's why we use schedulers, which they are, they are totally your best friend. If you don't use a scheduler for your social media, you do need to try one. Seriously, Buffer, Hootsuite, Later, Tailwinds, um, is there one called like Planner? There's so many, just pick one, try it, because they're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> just pick one. <laughs> I think one of the good things about schedulers is it also means you can connect with people or at least get in front of people at the relevant times when they are most active. I mean, I'm in the UK and a lot of my followers are in America or Australia or Canada. I don't think I actually have that many people in the UK following me. <laughs> so my time, my time zone can kind of work against me. So I could be publishing things in the middle of my work day, but then, you know, I'm like four or five, six hours, wait a minute, ahead, <laughs> ahead of the people who, who would actually follow me. So by using a scheduler, you can then say, right, well, I'll, you know, I might not be awake at three in the morning, but I put something in and it's going to post. And those people who are awake at that time in their time zone can see it. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you and I were five hours apart. You're five hours ahead of me. So there are times where I'll try to send you an email and I'm sitting there counting on my fingers and be like, oh, she's not going to get this until for a while. <laughs> like you, I do try to block my time. I try to give myself office hours. So that I'm present on the internet within my certain working hours. Obviously, you need to figure out these hours based on your own schedule. And so you can balance your work with what's happening in real life. But also, as Ari just said, you can connect with people at relevant times. So you can check your analytics on your social media to see when your posts get the most engagement. And then you can work around being present during those times. I agree. And especially and setting hours is good. I like the idea of the office hours. I think especially because people have this, it's the FOMO, isn't it? It's the fear of missing out. And I think that's what drives a lot of people to be online a lot more because they might miss something or, you know, especially because um, all the viral stuff that comes out and things trending all the time. And literally you could switch your phone off, do something for two hours, come back and something massive has happened and you're like, oh my gosh, I missed it. Or it, So there is this kind of, I think that's one of the reasons people spend a lot of time online, constantly checking, refreshing, keeping updated with um, events. <laughs> and let's be honest, there's so much going on at the moment. You, oh, you blink yeah. and you might miss something that's, that's suddenly come out. Now, what you mentioned with office hours, I can't use normal office hours as you would say, like you know, nine to five or anything, just because of how things work with me and... And, and my home life and everything. So I use energy level to block time. So when I am able to focus the most is the time I have blocked for important work, such as like sorting bills and household things, writing, blogging, podcasting, <laughs> things like that. I, I laugh because we actually started this very late compared to what we normally do. So that's why I was laughing. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> And then when my energy levels are lower and I don't need that kind of massive, focus, that massive focus, 
I can then use that for connecting online and think, right, well, you know, just after tea, when you're feeling a bit full and you're a bit tired, it's like, yeah, I'll check on, you know, I'll check Twitter now for 20 minutes and that. So that's how I do it. But it's still, it's still a block of time that just helps to structure your day. Social media is something that everybody uses and there's so many people who are on there almost constantly, or it, it seems like it's constant from, you know, the other side of the computer screen. So I think the way you do it is perfectly fine because yeah, you kind of have to be in the mood for social media, especially based on what's going viral and what's trending. And there's, there's a lot of good news, but there's also a lot of bad news. So there are some times where I go on Twitter and I just immediately have to exit out of it because there's just people fighting and it's, it's the internet. What are you going to do? Mm, true. When it comes to my focus, I definitely find that I'm more energetic in the morning than any other time. So that's why I do try to give myself typical work hours and I babysit in the afternoons. So I try to get my social media stuff and my writing and my blogging and all that fun stuff out of the way from the morning until the afternoon. Well, that's it. It is about engagement. And this is what we've talked about before where people who aren't published think, well, you know, what can I do online? It's like, it's not always about selling your book. It's not always about talking about your writing. Social media is full of writers and, and authors and poets and nonfiction writers. And it's a massive community. And it's a really good place to be, to connect with people, to, to learn from people, to share techniques and ideas and, and get inspiration and get motivation. You'll see it a lot with like uh, hashtags like writer lift and, writing community where people are helping other writers and supporting and engaging so it is a good thing to be on and to find time to to spend on just not all your time I think people still too much have this kind of thought about about it's like, oh how do I connect with readers how do I connect with readers it's like but other writers are important too well, that's the thing. I mean, when people think of social media and their writing, their mind immediately goes to marketing. So you're not necessarily engaging with other writers, but you're trying to engage readers and potential readers. But there's so much else to it. As you said, like, you know, you can share your successes, you can share your failures, you can learn from other people, you can boost people up. Okay, well, I think we said all that we can say about social media for now. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Do let us know how active you are online in the comments or on Twitter using the hashtag TheMerryWriterPodcast. If you want to get some extra content, head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash TheMerryWriterPodcast. You can support our show and get yourself some great rewards. Tune in next week for another episode of The Merry Writer Podcast, where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Writer's Block. We hate our brains. The music, titled Inspired, is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.